Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I hope your day is off to a good start. You know, we haven't talked about coffee in a while, and uh, it's time today to put the coffee back into the Coffee Buzz. Um, I uh, recently uh, took a trip to Trader Joe's and picked up a few goodies there. I really, full disclosure, my wife took a trip to Trader Joe's. And uh, she picked me up some some real nice treats from there. And um, no, not chocolate-covered espresso beans. I don't even think they carry those, although they should, if you're out there listening, Trader Joe's. Um, but the things I was most excited about was a cold brew coffee she picked up. It was their brand, and it was a one of these nitrogen uh, cold brews. I don't know if you've tried that before. Starbucks was doing that for a while. They would have these nitrogen cold brews. And when I would get it there, it was almost like a, uh, a beer tap or something, you know. And just like that coffee, this Trader Joe's, you know, it was a glass bottle, uh, nitrogen. And when you opened it up, it was almost like it had carbonation in it, but not to the effect of like a, you know, Red Bull or something like that, but it, it kind of gave a little bit of a fizz and this, uh, this type of iced coffee or cold brew, I should call it is a little bit different than I'm used to because it's got this sort of, I don't know, sort of malty flavor to it. And that's okay. I mean, it's not my, my favorite, um, I don't think it's bad. It's just something that I, I tend to lean more towards the cold brews like Chameleon, uh, ones like that, um, that are not the nitrogen. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's just something about that that it's almost like a texture to it. You know, it it just tastes kind of different than a regular cold brew coffee. But my favorite from theirs is is actually what I'm drinking today. It is the espresso blend, um, just regular straight up drip coffee. Um, I do wish they had this coffee in a whole bean, you know, but it, it's quite good, just as it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. But um, yeah, I wish they had it in. A, I don't think I've ever seen. This, uh, I think they call it just Trader Joe's Espresso. I've never seen it in a whole whole bean before. I'd be interested to see what that's what that's like. But uh, you know, these are champagne problems, right? Not being able to get my Trader Joe's Espresso blend in a whole bean. I think I'll be able to live with that, especially after watching uh, this show on the History Channel alone. You know, I realize all the things that I kind of take for granted. I don't know if you've seen this show, but basically the premise is these people, these contestants, I think they're competing for like a half million dollars. And what they do is they allow them to take 10 items out into this rainforest, uh, Vancouver Island. And it's cold. It's raining all the time. Just, I mean, it's one of the probably least hospitable places for a human that you could go. Um, it's it's uh, just not a great place. You wouldn't want to go there on vacation, not to live like these people do. 
they're only allowed 10 items when they go. And so typically it's not food or water, you know, it's like survival gear, you know, an ax, a, uh, a net, some fishing line, hooks, uh, sleeping bag, that kind of thing. And they try to see just how long they can go. Whoever is out there the longest wins the 500,000. And there's one of my favorite things to do is it's, uh, as I unwind, you know, at night, my favorite guilty pleasure, I guess I'll call it, is watching these people try to find food and starve themselves essentially while I sit on the bed and I eat snacks. You know, they're out there. I mean, if they're lucky, they catch a fish, but sometimes the water is so, uh, you know, uh, turbulent that they cannot reel a fish in. They just they can't find them anymore. And so then they have to resort to like slugs and snails. I mean, anything they can find. And I'm just sitting there throwing back potato chips, cliff bars, and all the while I'm like judging them. Like, uh, you're, he's not going to catch a fish or they'll catch one. And then they get all excited and I can, I can almost predict it. I'm like, uh, he's going to lose that fish. It's going to go back in the water. And sure enough, there it goes. And you might think, Brad, that's kind of sick. Why would you just sit there and eat snacks while these people are starving to death? And the way I justify this is that it's, uh, it's sharpening my appreciation for the creature comforts that I have created for myself. I mean, first of all, I would never, ever, ever, ever go on this show. No way. I mean, that does not look like a good time to me. Sleeping out in the rain with a tarp over your head. Um, but by watching them, I appreciate things more. I mean, for one, they don't have any coffee. <laughs> so that's a deal breaker right there. Um, but yeah, it just watching them struggle is... It really makes me appreciate that Cliff Bar or those potato chips even more, you know. And I know it's it's it, it's weird. Yeah, I can't I can't explain it. I guess it's probably much like the equivalent of watching the Olympics and just you know judging people on something I've never done before in my life, nor would I ever be able to. That's kind of fun too. <laughs> but it's uh, one of the guys said something interesting though. He he was out there. And he, you know, started going through all of this, like, emotional turmoil. And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, like, uh, you know, you have the same problems here that you do back in the civilized world. And I thought, wow, that's, that's kind of interesting, you know, because I think Eckhart Tolle or something, uh, he made a comment about this in The Power Now how you can't really un outrun your problems. You know, they're, they're kind of always in our minds because let's be real, we probably make up a lot of them. Uh, we invent those. And so they just kind of follow you, you know, and you think by going out to this remote place, I'm going to escape everything, right? I'm going to get rid of uh, all the stress. But in all actuality, you just, it, it's always there. It's always there in our minds. And uh, that, that was a powerful takeaway for me on this show. 
So, you know, that kind of helped me justify watching the people starve because I'm like, oh, I, I got something out of this that's not just my uh, weird masochistic pleasure of eating while these people starve. I'm also getting these pearls of wisdom <laughs> that you can't outrun your problems. <laughs> you just got to deal with it or realize that you probably don't have any problems, Brad. Maybe there's that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think that I'm tough when I go like 16 or 18 hours with a fast. These people go for days, you know, and you, you really see what true hunger looks like. I think I get hungry after, you know, less than a day. I'm like, uh, you know, kind of really wanting a snack. And then I watch these people and I'm like, man, I don't even scratch the surface on hunger. It's kind of amazing how long the human body can go without food. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting show. It's, I, I, uh, I like, it's kind of sick, but I like watching these people (laughs) just on the struggle bus day after day. Um, you know, for something completely different, I have, uh, made it a task or a goal this year to read more. It started with that Atomic Habits book at the beginning of the year. And it's, something that I've just lost touch with. I don't know where it happened, where I lost this love of reading. Um, It was kind of a gradual thing. I used to read, I don't want to say a book a week, but maybe a couple a month. You know, I was, I was definitely not a speed reader, but it's something that I enjoyed a lot. Um, I I like to blame streaming services for the reason I don't read. Um, But really, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm getting lazy with my reading. And so after kind of looking into how do you get more disciplined about it? And, you know, Atomic Habits was a great book to start with because it helped me kind of develop a uh, system for reading. So I try to basically read every day now. Not much. I don't have to read 100 pages or anything, but just getting back into that habit. And there's so many benefits to reading. Um, it reduces stress. Uh, it makes you a better uh, partner to people in your in your life, your relationships. You know your uh, your spouse, your kids, your friends. You basically become more empathetic. You can relate to people more when you read books because you're, you know, depending on the type of book you're reading. Even if it's fiction, though, you see the world through someone else's eyes. And that kind of expands your your worldview and your your ability to relate to the common man, the, the people out there that you see. And um, I don't know. There was one interesting statistic I saw was that if you read five books a year, just five, you are 122 times more likely to become a millionaire. So I mean, I don't know. I would like to increase my odds of that happening. Not saying I have to be a millionaire to be happy, but hey, you know, why uh, why not play the numbers game, right? <laughs> but this book that I'm reading now is all about uh, well, one of the main themes of this book is like about dreaming and how we need to pay special attention to our dreams because they can give us clues to our everyday life that you can incorporate. And um, 
I'll be honest, like I don't remember my dreams very often. I know I have them. You know, I woke up just a few hours ago. There was a dream in my mind and I'm like, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to remember it. And I swear, it's like just I'm trying to hold on to water or sand and it's just slipping through my fingers as I wake up. And by the time I'm, you know, into the conscious world, it's it's already slipped away. And uh, they give all kinds of reasons why you don't remember your dreams. But essentially, all of us do have dreams pretty much every night, like at least a few. And uh, one of the things that kind of jumped out to me was that if you're not getting enough sleep, you probably won't be able to remember your dreams very much because they happen in that REM state. And I, my sleep hygiene is decent, you know. Most nights I'm, I'm getting, you know, a good solid seven, eight hours. But there are a few uh, nights where I just won't get much at all. So, eh, that could be part of it. I think the other part is just setting it up to where I can try to remember. Like, first of all, consciously thinking about uh, remembering dreams will help. Um, and obviously having something to write it down with, you know, once you wake up. But for me, it's so short. Like by the time I would have picked up the pen and paper, it's gone. You know, it's uh, unless it's just a really vivid dream. Most of my dreams feel like fleeting sort of uh, cliff notes version of what everyone else has as a dream. But yeah, this book has really got me trying to um, remember more of that. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll uh, give you a full-on book report after I'm done with this thing. Um, yeah, but if you've got any tips for books, let me know. I'm, I'm trying to expand my my reading repertoire, get some more books on the shelf. Um, you can find me at all the social media places, the Coffee Buzz PC. If you want to send me an email, it's the Coffee Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. I don't get very many emails, and I think it's because that email address is long. So maybe I'll update that. But Or if you're watching this on the video on the YouTube, hit me a comment. Let me know what I should read next. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you, and I will talk to you next week.